Welcome to Pulling Weeds and Planting Seeds, a podcast for growing your faith, where we simply consider how we can spur one another on toward love and good deeds. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Growing up, my dad was a boxing fan, and we would often watch the Friday night fights together. And one of his favorite fighters was George Foreman. And George, as a 19-year-old high school dropout, uh, he won the gold medal in the 1968 Olympics in Mexico. He then became a professional fighter, winning 40 straight professional fights, including a sequence of 24 consecutive knockouts. He went over five years without losing a fight until that infamous rumble in the jungle where he lost to Muhammad Ali. His loss to Ali was obviously devastating, and he really didn't know how to lose. I mean, like I said, he hadn't lost before. And what many people don't know is that after that painful loss, Foreman tried desperately to get his reputation back. He thought everybody lost faith in him. So he actually sets up this exhibition meet where he fights five guys back to back in one night. And you know what? He beat every single one. He was trying to uh, regain his composure, so to speak, and really he wanted a, a rematch with Ollie, um, but he, he just kept fighting and fighting and winning and winning, uh, but then not too long after, he faced Jimmy Young, and in the last round, he lost, and that second loss sent him over the edge, so to speak, and so he hung up his gloves, and he actually became a minister and founded the George Foreman Youth and Community Center here in Houston. Uh, he was doing a lot of good for the kingdom of God. He was fighting the good fight, but what he really wanted was to get back in the ring again. So 10 years after retirement, he returned to boxing. And once again, he took the sport by storm. Uh, so for four years, he had been winning and winning and winning again. And then he had a chance to reclaim the heavyweight title, but he lost to Evander Holyfield. And then two years later, he had another chance, but he lost again, this time to Tommy Morrison. It was a great run, and many people thought, well, why doesn't he just retire? I mean, Ali had already retired a few years earlier. Uh, Ali had 56 wins, 37 knockouts, and five losses. And here, Foreman sat with 14 more wins than Ali, 31 more knockouts, and one less loss. He had been fighting over 20 years. What more did he have to prove? But Foreman kept on fighting, and now 45 years of age and 20 years removed from losing the title to Ali, he gets yet another chance to relinquish the throne. His opponent this time is the undefeated 35-0 heavyweight champion of the world, Michael Moore. And against all odds, Foreman knocks him out in the 10th round. Absolutely amazing. How do you do that? How do you go from high school dropout to an Olympic gold medalist? How can you come back from after 10 years of being out of the game? How do you pick yourself up to fight again after such a devastating loss? How do you get over the age barrier and the criticism of fans and even colleagues? How You do it by fighting another day. Foreman even said himself, I'm a winner each and every time I go into the ring. That was the key to his success. He got back into the ring. You know, as the Apostle Paul was nearing the end of his life, he wrote a second letter to Timothy. Uh, Timothy was someone he was mentoring, and he said to him in 2 Timothy 4, 7, he said, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, 
I have kept the faith. See, Paul was a fighter. He fought against religious legalism and pagan idolatry. Uh, he fought against uh, anti-nominism and immorality in the church. He fought false teachers, uh, the distortion of the gospel, uh, worldliness, sin, and even his own thorn in the flesh. He was a fighter. But Paul was also a finisher. And there are two other times where the word finished is used in the Bible. And the first is in Genesis, where uh, on the seventh day, God had finished the work that he had been doing in creation. The next time is when Jesus was on the cross, and after receiving a drink, he said, it is finished. And then he bowed his head, and he died. And now here in this verse, Paul is telling us that he is finished. Now, he wasn't quitting. He wasn't giving up, because there's a difference. He had plenty of opportunities to give up and quit, but he just knew it was his time was coming to an end. See, in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, Paul gives us a list of some of the struggles he endured, and yet he never quit. He says, five times I received from the Jews the 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. I've been constantly on the move. I've been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my fellow Jews, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, and in danger from false believers. I've labored, I've toiled, and and I've often gone without sleep. I've known hunger and thirst and have often gone without food. I have been cold and naked. Besides everything else, I face daily the pressures of my concern for all the churches. That's a lot of stuff he went through. How many of us would have, would have just given up after even just one of those things happened to us? But Paul never gave up. When Paul wrote, I have finished the race to Timothy, he was actually in a Roman prison. Paul wanted Timothy to be a finisher. That's what I want as well. And I'm sure that's what you want. See, I think the key to finishing the race is realizing and that until I take my last breath, God's not done with me. You know, I, I love the wording of the song, My Testimony by Elevation Worship. It says, if I'm not dead, you're not done. Greater things are still to come. Oh, I believe. And if you're hearing this today, God is not done with you yet. So don't quit. You know, Paul was not only a fighter and a finisher, he also kept the faith in the midst of horrible circumstances. Nero was persecuting and killing the Christians, and Paul was his prisoner in Rome, yet he kept the faith. He was suffering uh, deprivation as a common criminal, but he kept the faith. He was deserted by most of his friends. Still, he kept the faith. He was aware of his reality, that his ministry was, was coming to an end, and de death was near, but he kept the faith. And he continues telling Timothy, he says, Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. See, Paul was able to keep the faith, to keep believing, to keep moving forward, because he was full of faith. Paul always trusted that God had a bigger picture in mind. He believed that God was still working in all things for his good, and not only for his good, but for those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. 
Think of it this way. You probably already know that one of the fiercest species of shark is the great white shark. And tons of movies were made about them, uh, such as Jaws and uh, The Shallows, The Meg, just to name a few. And the great white shark makes for the perfect villain with those menacing eyes and carnivorous teeth. And and we know that the great white's uh, uh, acute sensitivity to smell blood in the water uh, inherently triggers that survival instinct and their, their hunger drives them. And that's why they feel like they attack so much. But anyway, the crazy fact that you may not know is that if this particular species of shark stops moving forward, they actually suffocate and die. They need oxygen-rich water to keep flowing over their gills to stay alive. You know, I think that's a little bit like our Christian faith. When we stop moving forward in our relationship with God, even just a little, we begin to suffocate our faith. Think of your faith even as a fire. If you stop throwing logs on it, it burns out. We starve our faith when we stop moving forward. And we stop moving forward because we stop believing. Now, some of the people thought that Paul was out of his mind. And uh, the difficulties that he endured, the persecution that he suffered, the message that he preached, it was all due to his insatiable desire to move forward in his faith. And like we said, though, Paul was a fighter. He was a finisher, and he kept the faith because he knew that his sweat and his tears were watering the soil for tomorrow's victories. He was creating a legacy. Paul left a legacy for Timothy to live in, and I know that God wants the same from us. We ought to be fighters, finishers, and full of faith. We need to fight for the things that God cares about. Things like our families, our communities, those without hope, those who don't yet know Jesus, social injustices, righteousness, the body of Christ. We need to also be finishers, not just starters. And that means following up and following through on our commitments. We don't give up uh, when things become difficult and we persevere through the suffering. We also need to keep the faith. Keep believing, keep moving forward, keep growing, keep stepping out, keep being bold, keep dreaming big. And my prayer for you this week is that you'll be a fighter, a finisher, and a man or woman who is full of faith to keep the faith. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Pulling Weeds and Planting Seeds. I hope that you enjoyed it. If you would like a copy of the study guide, you can click the link provided on this page or just email us at roger at rogerelms.com. I would love for you to share this podcast with your friends and family. You can also share it on social media. It's a great tool to stir one another's faith. Also, please join me in thanking my sister, Jean Kellner, and her husband, Mark, for supporting our campaign to get our first book published called The Twelve Building Habits That Lead to Spiritual Maturity. Mark is also a published author, which is pretty cool, and he's a reporter for The Washington Times, which is really nice. Uh, but until next time, remember that your spiritual life and your personal growth are your responsibility. It's in the daily care of our spiritual habits that we grow our faith. That's why we focus on pulling weeds and planting seeds. God bless.